Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 250, episode two of Their Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's Tuesday, August 16th, 2022, which of course means 8th, 16th, National Roller Coaster Day. National National Roller Coaster Day. National Rum Day. National Tell a Joke Day. Hey, three things that go together. So well. Yeah. Rum, getting on a roller coaster, and just telling, telling joke. loud jokes to everybody <laughs> on imagine? the coaster, baby. That just sounds like a thing. Like, yo, I was at Magic Mountain. This drunk asshole kept telling these, like, one-liner jokes the whole time. And he's yo, like, I'm I, just celebrating them all today. <laughs> I, I went on a... Like one of the scariest rides I, th- I think I've ever been on it's at Kennywood, this thing called the Black Widow that like swings you up and down, create crazy directions. Uh, did not piss myself, but okay. I kept and I was like kind of doing a bit, but I was like, here we go. Oh boy. Oh no. And the kid next to me who was like probably 14 had like a shitty little like dirty mustache turned me and was like getting pretty excited, huh? Like was wow. just, it just shamed me. I was immediately back in like eighth grade, like <laughs> being like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm such a dork." Oh, you think that's cool, huh? <laughs> Anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka I pissed my blue jeans while riding a tilt to world that was frightening. Swear they were dry. I'm not lying. <laughs> Don't think my wife will buy it. 
Something went wrong. I think I might need to buy some pants tonight. That is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, Maine, to I Kissed a Girl, in case you couldn't tell. You know, my <laughs> pipes are a little, my pipes are a little flat. I've little got vitty. COVID, a little vitty. Yeah. And I told Jack, I said, man, you can't, you can't take too much time off, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better get You're back like tough, on tough it out. Yeah. No, this is, this is my first time interacting with humans that aren't also sick with COVID <laughs> in four days. So we're going to see how it goes. But you feeling you all right? Know? Yeah, I feel okay. I feel yeah. like better. You look very loose. That's what we were saying before. Glassy eyed, I think. Very, you got term. a very Matthew McConaughey and dazed and confused <laughs> vibe about you. That's right. I, I feel like I've finally gotten sleep for oh, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of nice. Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Mr. Miles Gray, a.k.a. The FBI chimed in with a haven't you people ever heard of securing your goddamn doors? No, it's much better to sell these kinds of things with a sense of greed and opportunity. Okay, shout out to me in the shower this morning. I was like, wait, how can I... I was like, I chimed in, FBI chimed. Okay, hold on. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> that was a that was a Miles original. <sighs> I had a feeling it might be. Sometimes, yeah, like you can tell when there's tears coming down my face when I see them. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I wrote <laughs> from the heart. You're yeah, clenching, grabbing the part of your shirt over your you heart. Should the, yeah, you should see the tearing it. The yeah. art, the armrests on my desk chair. They're like half ripped off because of the <laughs> contention when I'm singing. Yeah, so that's what we found out since I've been gone. He was trying to sell nuclear secrets. I mean, that... allegedly, we don't know, but he had Damn. that kind of stuff, and that's valuable to people, so who knows? Hey, you know, know, maybe he's got a Dropbox shared folder yeah. uh, with the homies on it, too. I don't know. Well, we are thrilled to be joined once again by a brilliantly talented MC producer, yes. streamer, yes. Detroit's yes. very own. It's Illingsworth! Hello, hello. I don't What's have up? a fan. I don't. I don't have a fancy song to like That's introduce good. myself. But you could just play like one of your la 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 la. Hey hey. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, That's the best I got. How y'all doing? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> What's up, man? We were just saying before. Every time you've been on, Jack has not been here. So yeah. finally. We have the show intact with Illingsworth as the guest. What's going on, baby? You dodging me? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, that that very very well could have been the case, except last time you had to duck out last minute, right. and I That's was right. here, and then you came back, Rescheduled and I was gone. Wasn't there. So, That's right. yeah. so I brought you back this time. Yeah, That's, yeah. That's the reality. Exactly. I brought you back. It's my yes. first episode back. Let's go. I was Let's like, go. we can't we can't do this again. This can't how, be a third time. Hey I man, how it. I love it. How are things in the D ever since, you know, the game just, you know, launched Scud missiles at the city of Detroit with that weird. You see, you see that Black you know, Slim Shady I, track? I didn't listen to that at all. I'm I'm so most like, people I'm, haven't because I'm it's old, tired. dude. I'm old and like this records for the most part. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't care. Like y'all are growing. All y'all got more money than me. I don't I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> it was just sad. We were talking about when it came out. I was like, this is the most transparently thirsty like district to be like, hey man, vaporize me, please. Over here. I feel like that's that's the that's the track record for the game, though, isn't it? Just to be like, I'm, yeah. I'm stirring the pot, y'all. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Give like, me some hey. attention. But in Madden, steer clear of him. Wait, he oh, dissed okay. the city of Detroit? He came out, he dropped a track called The Black Slim Shady coming after Eminem. <laughs> All kinds of wild <laughs> wait, dude. Wait, I'm sorry. I didn't know the name of it. I'm sorry. Yes, I laughed so loud. Yes. Oh and my he's talking God. about what? Like 
gunplay. He's talking about kidnapping Haley. Then there's like they had this little white girl back. I'm like, Dad, I'm scared. Come on, like dog. like an Eminem track. And then Come on, uh, dog. listen to the, the Trends F- episode. The, the FBI it, probably couldn't raid Eminem <laughs> like they just did the former president of the United States. Like, what are you talking about? You're not doing nothing. You're not running up, game. okay? No, uh, but then. He said, then there's this other part where the the conceit of it is he's taking an Uber to Eminem's house, but the <laughs> Uber driver is Stan's younger brother from the Wait, Stan what? song. Who's what like, yeah, my brother this? was a really big fan of him. It's like, so, yo, the shit is so all over the place. It sounds like it's just like he had a daydream about an Eminem song and like yeah. just to, wanted to write it. Like, right. It sounds like he's like inspired by Eminem more than he, I'm sure. That, In a way, yeah. Like a lot of yeah. the the rhyme, like the rhyme schemes and stuff, are very martially, right? But it's not at the level of him, so it just sounds like a school project. Oh my so, god! Yeah, I was just gonna say a creative writing project from like right after the second Marshall Mathers LP <laughs> dropped. Exactly. Oh my, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the the description of that is so goofy that I never want to hear it. Like, yeah. I, no, I just I just want to live off of people describing. You know how long it is. <laughs> Seven minutes. Ten and a half minutes. Oh yes. my God. It sounds like it's worth every every <sighs> yeah. second. Anyway, yeah, it's that's, wild. I'm like that's pushing. It shows you too, like even the audience that's for like older millennial hip hop fans, we're even like, yo, bro, we're too we're we don't have yeah, energy I'm, for this. I'm done. I wanna listen I'll listen to a funkadelic song that long. Right. And I think <laughs> we just right. we've grown out of the beef yeah. transparent beef phase as adults. You know, absolutely. We have my 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 ego is not like, uh, you know, driven by like the the reputation of either one of these guys. It was just like, (laughs) I don't y'all got more money than me, man. Give me some money, game, right? (laughs) Eminem, I'm I'm trying to survive. Please Mm. (laughs) care about y'all beef. (laughs) All right. Well, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about today. We're gonna. Check in with January 6th, 2.0, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. Top secret document being smuggled, maybe planted, probably, <laughs> if you ask me. I've, I've been mostly tuned into Fox since I've been out. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll check in with that. Miles is going to tell me all everything I missed. I'm going to brush your hair and tell you all about it. <laughs> We're going to check in with Sarah Palin. Because she is back in the news trying to run for Congress to replace a House representative who died last year and who once held a knife to John Boehner's throat. Yo, he, Don Young regularly keeps a blade on him. He once pinned former Speaker John Boehner against a wall and held a knife to his throat during a heated debate about earmarks. That's Mm -hmm. like... Pulling a knife out and like kind of holding it menacingly is, but putting it to, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that little detail in the story. I was oh like, yeah. Wait, wow. when we get there, I'll, I'll, you got to hear the recap of that moment too. It's, it's wild. Holy. This shit is wild. All of that, plenty more. But first, Illingsworth, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Ooh, my search history. Uh, recently, what did I look up? I looked up uh stuff about the Aces quiz. <laughs> the which um, one? The Aces. What is it? What? How do I describe it? Uh, ad- adverse childhood experiences. Uh-huh. I've been, you know, I've been, I've been doing some some self soul searching yeah. lately, and I I recently like started back into therapy, and I was like, yeah. I heard about this Aces quiz. I was like, let me let me take the Aces quiz. 
And uh, mm-hmm. let me tell you guys, I passed it. I got a six out of ten. So that means wow. I'm, I'm I'm real fucked up. The, this shit was <laughs> adverse. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. you know yeah. you came in first we on, we, on, we on that wave baby we yeah. on that hey, wave but you know what that's the that's <laughs> step one you know most people want to be in the fucking dark about the shit they've been through and yeah. then act confused when they act like patterns out constantly they're like I don't right, know what's exactly. wrong it's like well <laughs> let's look back in time for a second and forgive yeah. certain things about oh, our yeah. past for sure yeah I mean it got it got brought to my attention for me I was talking with a friend and like a conflict came up in the conversation Mm-hmm. And I kind of like became ultra defensive and shut down. And then I was like, oh, like later, like, damn, I shouldn't have stopped going to therapy like a year ago. Right. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't that wasn't smart. <laughs> <laughs> so now we back. Yeah. Glad <laughs> we to back, hear it. baby. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's that's what's in the search history. <laughs> I remember when I took the alcoholism test, like it's mm. like 21 questions. And oh, I, I thought, thought it was going to be drinks. <laughs> Not, yeah, twenty one drinks. Can you let's see where you tap out? <laughs> I did. I did decide to take a drink with each question, you know, just to loosen myself up, get myself ready for it. And I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be a nail biter." Like, I think you know, it's been. And then I looked at the results, and I was like sixteen out of twenty one. And they were like, "If you've answered more than two of these, uh, you uh, you have a problem." I was like, "Check oh, it out, no!" And that's when I stopped drinking. Yeah. Nice. those are the moments <laughs> yeah those are the yeah. moments well honestly you know when you get like hit with that like self-awareness hammer like mm. straight to the oh, dome yeah. and you're like ah! <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. My God. i mean it's... i knew but i was like yeah yeah sometimes <laughs> this you need test it. was like like somehow like, i was like fingers crossed by. i was like oh <laughs> i'm definitely i definitely have a problem at the end you're like, like okay click here for results and you say come <laughs> on man <laughs> you know you know what it is you know What's uh what's something you think is underrated? Definitely uh Jordan Peele's new movie Nope. I yeah. feel like it's underrated. I think that movie is super dope. I was in the theater doing finger guns the whole time and, and <laughs> so many parts of it cuz it had so many like cool uh like mergings of of uh influences and and genres and styles. I was like, "Oh, this movie's great." But at the same time when the lights went up, I could audibly hear people talking about like I don't know about this one. What's going on with this one? And I'm I'm just in my seat seething because I'm like, yo, it's not supposed to be Get Out. It's not supposed to be us. Yeah. It's a whole different <laughs> movie. Enjoy the movie for what it is. Right. Let go of your expectations. Get into it, brother. They're like, what it mean, black <laughs> cowboy? People's like, Google uh, search and shit. It's like, yeah, I've, I'm, you know, so I, I've been seeing a whole lot of mixed reviews about it from various sources. But I mm-hmm. love the movie. I think people should go see that movie for sure. Right, yes. right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting to go uh maybe in the next couple of weekends or something. I was supposed to go with my wife. Uh okay. but that's like burning a hole in my pocket if I had a ticket where <laughs> I was like, please let me go to see this one. Yeah, I yeah. can't wait. And it really has been div- it's wild. I was hey. talking to a group of friends and mm-hmm. people were split in that group. Yeah. And people who were like, even like, I know it's a different film. It's like, I'm just thinking like, could it have been better even as a genre thing? I was like, okay, you know what? I I just want to talk to people who are like, go see I, it, go see it, go see it. I, I saw people immediately in hate mode, like fresh out of the theater seat. Like, oh, nope, like, I, like nope, <laughs> truly nope. I don't that. like this. Yeah. yeah. Like, damn. Arms. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was so crazy. I, I didn't expect that, you know, but I enjoyed the movie. So joke's on them. Hey, yeah, it's so enjoyable. There's so much good 
stuff in it. Like, I can see a criticism that it's, like, not as coherent as mm-hmm. his other ones because, like, there's just, like, a lot of cool ideas, but also, it like, doesn't need to mm-hmm. be coherent. Yeah, he's, right. like, an artist, you know? Yeah. He's, he's putting things out there. But, yeah, I agree. Like, it, people after the movie, like, walk, walking down the escalator were were, like... I didn't know what he was saying half the time. I couldn't understand him. So, <laughs> wait, the character or the yeah, yeah, like, no, what Daniel are we talking Kaluuya. about? Oh no! Oh, like yeah. literally, like, I, like I cannot. Him. Oh wow! They're doing yeah. that one. Yeah. What dialect was that? Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. I mean, okay. I think he's a good actor, but I didn't. I didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> but oh my god. that movie is great. Everybody should go check it out. Absolutely. What else is out in movies? I feel like they stopped releasing movies after Top Gun came out. They were like, <laughs> "We did it. We're good until nope." There was there was just mm. a like article about how what do you call it? Like, the August is like very not much going on in August. Ooh, uh, yeah. when, wait, when wait. The, you know what I saw though? I saw huh? uh, Bull- Bullet Train is is out. Oh yeah, Bullet Train came out. I did I did see that. That was okay. <laughs> Yeah, it, that looked it was aggressively not... okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, that hey, that's a perfect description. Yeah. It is yeah. definitely aggressively okay. Extra I medium. Know, I don't know about y'all. How do y'all feel about Brad Pitt's acting in general? Like, what, what, what like, how do y'all? Feel he's like a vibe. He's not an actor. He's like a vibes dealer. Word. You know, hey, we're we're on the same page. Yeah, same to page. me, I'm never like, damn, Brad Pitt fucking bodied <laughs> that role. Yeah, I'm like. Brad Pitt has a he contains multitudes and it just depends <laughs> which one he pulls out of his bag. Yeah. My you my know? thing is like, yeah, Brad Pitt did not ruin this good movie. Tight. Yeah, and I <laughs> and I don't mind cuz just like, hey, I'm yeah. Brad Pitt. And I'm like, fine. He, cool. Yeah. He really is he really is himself. It all like we could be in the 1800s, we could be in the future. Yeah, you could be Brad yeah, Brad he could Pitt, be a baby. traveler and snatch. I'm like, yeah, that's Brad Pitt too. <laughs> yeah, he said Periwinkle yeah. Blue, you I'm, know, for the I'm Brad Pitt with a with an accent, I'm, but I'm Brad. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> is he eating throughout this? I feel like that. Uh, that is one does. of the things that I usually need him to be doing. I do remember some eating. I rem- I okay. definitely remember some drinking of water. He definitely mm-hmm. was drinking. He was staying yeah. hydrated. Yeah. He's yeah. He likes to put eat. things in his mouth. That's another one that's super divisive too. People who love it or hate it. My mm-hmm. mom was like. <laughs> love that shit wait what? meanwhile big her and steve hernandez tough guy of the year i saw him tweet he said he walked out of bullet what train oh wow. bullet train? yeah oh wow steve hernandez he tweeted i had to retweet that with the tough guy gif because i was like oh you walked out of bullet train huh? all right homie i see you. Uh, they, they do there are a lot of things that get wrapped up very neatly in that movie i could i could see somebody like not digging that but like walkout movie like the last movie i walked out of was like that uh johnny knoxville movie where he was like in the special olympics like yeah like oh this, shit. like like yeah. this like this is like this shit is fucked up i gotta go it was a crime against be humanity yeah yeah, yeah yeah like i can't be here but uh right, other right, than right. that like damn like bullet uh, I remember whatever. after the fact too, they were trying to like really act like they were doing everybody a solid. They're like, yeah, but these people like now they they got little careers going. They're like, they were doing press for the show. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're not yeah, you're yeah. not like don't don't like lay your head at night on your big pillow of I'm an ally and like help <laughs> right. you know better representation. For no, like, no, come on now. But yeah, the bullet train thing. I feel like it looks so campy that I can tell like you you might either be pissed off because it's so camp. 
or you can accept that and be like, I don't know, fine, fuck it. It was, you know, it's an airplane movie, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. What is something you think is overrated? Overrated? Well, I guess since we're on movies, I'm gonna just stick with movies. The, the movie Prey. Have y'all seen that? The newest? Uh, no, not yet. Entry that, into, oh. the, into the Predator uh, franchise. Uh, yeah. Oh my. You That's always come with great recommend. I feel like every time, actually, I'm remembering Ellingsworth. Every time you come on, your overs and unders are usually shit you're watching. Because you were yeah. talking about Resident Alien last time, weren't you? No, I was talking about uh, Raised by Wolves, which they canceled. Oh, those sons yeah. of bitches. Okay, my bad. I, I don't mean to digress. Back to it's, the. No, no, it, no, it's all good. It's topic all good. At hand. I'm, I'm not familiar with that, but I'm going to ask you about that afterwards, probably. With somebody. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the, the, that, that prank movie, I'm not digging it. Have you seen it, Jack? I haven't. No, I have it downloaded on my phone and okay. do, have not watched it. Was planning to. Yeah, I won't. I won't be like spoilery or anything. Oh no, but I just like... won't watch it now. There's so much <laughs> shit to watch. That's fine, man. That's fine. All I need is one person to not like a thing, and I'm don't, a lot of people. I was gonna like say, it, don't though. just blindly trust me. Don't just blindly yeah. trust me now. But like, as far as like the the predator goes, you know, as far as like the movies that are ingrained in my mind, yeah, is part one and part two because I am of a certain age. Yeah, mm -hmm. but. As far as Prey goes, I feel like it's just like a bad rehash of part one. And they even reuse like certain dialogue in certain situations. And it's just like, man, like we saw this movie already with characters that were not this flat. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like this, the, the CG, the CG in the movie is is uh, kind of an abomination. Like it, it looks like a CW show. And I know for a lot of people, they're like, they might be like, what's wrong with that? So I love CW shows. Yeah. But we all know that sometimes we put on the TV for comfort and we know what we're watching is junk. And right, Prey right, right. is some junk. I'm telling you. Wow. Don't watch it. We got real. I feel like yesterday's people, guests, they loved it. They were like, oh I love God. seeing fucking French fur trappers get just mutilated. <laughs> They're like, I love that, that shit. That, that's fine. The execution to me was very poor. I feel like that movie could have been done way better. And it, but like, not even sorry, good junk. Not, not like, nah. No, look, not I, like look, Doritos I, Locos I, Tacos. Or, I uh, made three attempts. <laughs> I made three attempts to watch this. First two attempts, I, I fell asleep twice. I wow. called it visual, visual NyQuil uh, yeah. to some friends <laughs> who were asking me about it. Like, uh, yeah, I no, I do not rec do not recommend if you want to watch a Predator movie, watch the first one, uh, right. especially if you've never seen anything from the Predator franchise. Predator, just wow. go in order. Yeah. Just go in order. The if first you, one if, is if a great film. Like, Absolutely. if that's not a Criterion Collection entry, it needs to be yesterday. That's a that's like that. That's a movie that deserves a second. The, like, the a ensemble cast, the ensemble right. cast, the score. Uh, the 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 VFX in the original movie it's like all all of these things were smashing. Mm -hmm. Prey Prey is not smashing nothing. Like all, the the action is is very like yeah. middling, predictable. Super uh -oh. producer Justin's coming in saying he disagrees. So maybe I will have divisive, to divisive, hey, divisive hey. films out. We right can now. we can we can disagree. I still love you. It's all good. Yeah, look, <laughs> nobody's bad for liking or not liking what they like. He said like. he watched the non-English version. I watched the English version. That does oh. not have an effect on how I feel about it. Okay. Like, I don't I don't have no, like So you're saying it sounds like all of the things that you're really you the visuals and the action are like the concept as a predator film is what it felt like it was lacking to you. Yeah, yeah. Like it it was the writing, like it was all boring. It was it was it was, it, it has already been done within the franchise. 
Is there the a part. Predator movie that is underrated? Like, are any of the aliens versus or like the Predators? Are those any good? Because I I skipped those because they kind of I just, I heard similar things that they were like kind of whack. But you know I, what? I th- none of those Alien versus Predator movies are like I I haven't watched any of those in adulthood. So it's like right. Eh, I don't know. I can't. I can't honestly tell you about those. Right. Right. And then Adrian Brody. I, yeah, who I immediately think of when I think of the Predator franchise. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like right. who can we get to replace Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, Adrian Brody. <laughs> Why is he? Who, who would be a match? You know Predator. what's wild? Though, and and one of these are listicles. They have Predators ranked at number two of all the Predator films of all time, with Predator at one, Prey at three. Is so, that is is Predators the one that had Lawrence Fishburne in it as like? Yes. A, yep. He's bad guy, I think. You know what? That movie was kind of bad too, but like as far as like ensemble cast, like I give it some points for that. Like it, it was inter- it was it, it was entertaining. Yeah, Mahershala Ali I definitely is caught in it. a couple of the kills like while while browsing past it on HBO. I feel like it was on HBO heavy I've just, rotation. As a kid, I've never even when Predator came out, it was always a comedy to me. <laughs> like I never fucked with Predator because right? I was like, this shit is dope. I'm like, I just want to hear Arnold scream. Right, <laughs> you son of a bitch! Like, there's yeah. so many lines in it. I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. predator. He's like, yeah. what are you doing? Kill me now! Ba- Do it. Bad idea. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, bad idea. I remember watching that as a kid, and we would laugh. We're like, Listen to this fool. He's like, kill me no. now! <laughs> what are you waiting for? I'm right here. Uh, no, that's very valid. Like, he's, everybody he's also it. integral to the enjoyment of that movie. Yeah, people come with their own things, and also I love that like tidbit about how uh, Jean Claude Van Damme was the OG in the Predator yes, suit in, a, then, in like, a little suit. Didn't work out. Yeah, <laughs> a little French dude or Bel- yeah. Bel- Belgium. What do you yeah. call a guy from Belgium? The muscles from Brussels. Yeah. Muscles from Brussels. <laughs> that's right. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about another divisive thing. Uh, this. <laughs> This raid on Mar-a-Lago. I'm not feeling it, guys. I'm not happy. Wow. The writing's <laughs> flat. Yeah. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues 
pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And we're back. And Miles, you're calling this January 6th 2.0. What's going on? What's it's the, the same what's shit? The latest, you know, it's <laughs> they're in a weird spot and they're doubling down on very dangerous rhetoric in the hopes to somehow skirt it or survive this one. Mm. You know, because like right now we saw like Trump is ramping up the rhetoric to try and save himself. That's clear. We saw them like the end of like last week started seeding that story that any evidence that was may have been found was planted. Mm-hmm. That was the wasn't there. It was we're, we were fucking set up. And then Trump supposedly like leaked the search warrant through Breitbart and Breitbart put out the search warrant, basically doxing the FBI agents that were present uh, at the raid. And people were like, what oh, my the God. fuck is this? What are y'all fucking doing? And then over wow. the weekend, Trump went, he went on fucking Payless Twitter or Truth Social, whatever the fuck it's called, <laughs> to rile up his followers again to go after the DOJ, FBI, and then going full Q on us, re- retweeting or retruthing, whatever the fuck, amplifying <laughs> a bunch of QAnon <laughs> bullshit like over and over. So like he's, it looks like he's trying to unite the five families, you know what I mean, of bullshit right. oh to God. try and like ride for him. So, like, when you look at this, you're like, ooh, 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 this is, this, uh, this reeks of existential thirst and uh, being shook. And, you know, we hear, like, law enforcement over the weekend, they said it's like, an, uh, they've, they're facing an unprecedented amount of threats. And they said they haven't felt this bad since June of 2020. Right. So, yeah. just to give you an idea of, of where, where they're at in their feelings. But, yeah, they're receiving all <laughs> kinds of threats. So, you know, like when armed goons pulled up to an FBI office in Arizona with their camo and fucking ARs and shit, 
you know, g- gave a lot of credence to those people being like, yeah, this looks like the build up to January 6th. Like you got you got mm-hmm. armed people who are now convinced of some other shit, which isn't like, hey, Trump lost the fucking election or, hey, this dude absconded with a bunch of fucking top secret like documents. And now it's all about, you know, force and trying to get people super scared. And it, when you again look at all the things he did. He reached out to Merrick Garland's office, like, you know, at the end of last week and was saying, basically asking, what can I do to bring the heat down? Right. It would seem like a clear <laughs> message, which is like, you don't want me to turn this shit up, right? <laughs> like, right. what can I do to help you out? And now he's also saying, like, I, you know, we've got to we've got to we've got to be more peaceful. But at the same time, he's saying he says one thing and does the other. So it's a, it's a very, you know, chaotic situation at the moment. Is this, I mean, this feels like it's less electoral posturing and like trying to consolidate demographics and more like trying to get people who are already behind him to like do some wild shit, right? Yep. Like, yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... what is, what's his end game? I mean, I guess that. Like, I don't know. I've always, that's what's hard. I, I think I guess the end game is just of escalation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Escalation <laughs> is his only mode is just next level. I mean, because I think in level. his mind, he's like, if I stand down, this leads to I know where this leads. Like if right. I'm if I go along with it, then I have to go along with the legal process. Yep. Versus the other side is, well, at least this is like a a variable I can control, <laughs> which is external chaos and see where that right. goes. And he's I'm, and he's been going to look weak. Yeah, exactly. And he's right. like, Y'all come to my rescue, QAnon, where we go one, we go all to Truth Social. Sign up now, refer to friends, get 10% off your first bag of nutraceuticals from InfoWars. But yeah, like it, it doesn't look great. And again, the messaging is really all over the place. Like for a while last week, a lot of the flunkies in Trump's world, they were going along with the like shit was planted. You know, there's no fucking faith in anything. It's all nihilism, right. fucking election type shit. But now there's like little like people aren't kind of sticking to the script. Like on Fox and Friends, they were kind of being like, hey, everybody, you don't want smoke with the FBI. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump, can you do something about this? This is kind of fucking wacky, sir. Uh, and I'll play you that. This is old Steve Ducey. Uh, trying to talk some sense, like he's kind of you know intimating your, you know, very directly, being like, you know, Trump, you blue lives matter, right, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> uh, and they're having trouble with that. It would be great for everybody to tamp down the the rhetoric against the FBI because the FBI simply was doing what the DOJ asked them to do. The attorney general is the boss of the guy at the FBI, of all the people Go at the that. FBI. So, <laughs> you know, with all of these <laughs> threats going around. It would ultimately be great if the former president, who has always been a great supporter of law enforcement, as opposed with a thousand police departments coast to coast, it would be great if he called for an end to the violent rhetoric against federal law enforcement, and in particular, the FBI that was just doing their job. You know who else was just doing their job, wow. Steve? The Nazis. <laughs> Wait, so they're bad now? Right. Wait, they're bad now? I mean, uh, hmm, uh, blue lives matter, but but those guys are cerulean, so we don't, yeah. we don't like them. It's wild, man. Like, it's like I'm pro racism, not pro police. We just yeah. so that one was. Hey, remember like the, the police that were like had your back in the summer of 2020? Yeah, yeah. Remember there was like that whole thing, like. 
let's yeah. remember like what sides we're on, white supremacy, and not <laughs> right. completely fuck up the game here and try and turn people's you know uh, anger at the DOJ. Laura Ingram, she went on a podcast and she basically said, "I'm tired of this." Sh-. She's like, "I think people are tired of this shit." And I don't know if she will say this on her show, but she damn sure said this on the Crossing the Ru- or whatever the Truth with Lisa Booth <laughs> podcast. The episode's mm. called Crossing the Rubicon with Laura Ingram. Oh, but man. listen to this moment. This is from a podcast where she's basically saying, I don't know, maybe we need somebody else. <laughs> Again, I think people people conflate Trump with, with people's overall sense of, of happiness in the country. I mean, I, you know, Donald Trump's huh. been a friend of mine for 25 years, and I... I, and I I'm always very open about this on my on my show, but you know we'll see whether that's what the country wants. I mean, mm-hmm. what is the country country? I think is so exhausted. Uh, they're exhausted by the battle, uh, the constant battle, that they they may believe that well maybe it's time to turn the page if we can get someone who has all Trump's policies, who's not Trump, uh, right? So. Yes. Goes Thinking on to be shit. like, maybe Ron DeSantis can do Does that. Does she go on to say that? She goes on to say, quote, <laughs> yeah. and she, she says, and it doesn't really matter in the end whether it's Trump making a populist conservative, making a populist conservative point, or whether it's DeSantis or yeah, someone like him. They're going to come full bore against any Republican. Yeah, it does, because you, you let the monster out. You can't put him back in the box. No, like, no. He, yeah. he's not going to not run. So, And you think that DeSantis is going to be able to beat him? He's going to <laughs> demolish DeSantis. Like, you are stuck with this motherfucker, yeah. and I don't feel sorry for you because you are tired. This is, <laughs> this is the monster that you made. And you know why they're tired? Because, like, yeah. all the pundits, right, are smarter than Donald Trump. And they're yeah. like, this is not the way you play this shit, fool. But you got right. me out here because I'm on team white supremacy mm-hmm. having to be like, this is actually genius, this dumb shit that he just said. <laughs> right. And I bet you all are very tired of that because you're like, there's such a more tidy way to head towards autocracy than this. <laughs> Well, they're like middle managers between Donald Trump and like their media bosses and the people who they are supposed to be talking to. And yeah, they they're they're in a tough position. Yeah, ah, you got it. Damn, that that sucks for them. It really sucks. Ah, darn it. <laughs> and we had this guy, Mike Turner from Ohio on Friday. Dude, he had a track. Who is Mike up. Turner? He's he's this week's fucking boot liquor boot deep throat <laughs> I mean, so he's got... a politician in his own right oh my god okay. yeah his twitter avatars just be a mouth around a boot now <laughs> uh, and like the way he he is out he's like what devin nunes was doing too and he's like yo this man is not smart enough to be trying to spin this shit and also he's not prepared for the follow-up questions when he goes to be mm. like everything's fine he didn't do anything wrong so the first time he came out was on friday and he said Oh, you know, you can get classified shit on your phone. Who knows what's actually classified anymore? And people are like, what? That's pretty good. Yo, what? <laughs> I mean, that is like something that has I have thought. Is well, like, I could probably get like yeah. some I, I could go shit. on Reddit right now and find some weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> but Give me some missile codes. Right, exactly. That was kind of his <laughs> angle to the point that, like, some missile code. It, I, I, like give, the, me, give me 20 minutes. I get you some missile codes. What you want? Hold on. How many? Right here. <laughs> How many? How many numbers in the missile code? <laughs> okay, I got you four. 
but, but keep that low. So <laughs> did you just <laughs> provide the number four as the missile code? Miles? Hey, that's uh, hey, four. Okay, here, here's the the missile four. code is four, <laughs> five, seven. We're going to uh, roll them out over the next five episodes, okay? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Guys, listen to the first keep, six keep seconds listening. of every episode. It's iHeartRadio. Let's, yeah, let's do it. We're giving out the coats for free on this show. <laughs> but the next time he goes out, he goes on CNN. And, you know, he should have known better because on CNN, they weren't really giving too much leeway to the people who are out here being like, whoa, I don't know. Maybe it was planted. I mean, some did. But this time, Pamela Brown was like, hold on, man, you 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 were really gassed up over fucking Hillary Clinton's motherfucking emails, my man. What the Wait, fuck who is happened? Pamela Brown, what are, what are we on? We're on CNN? This, we're on okay. CNN. She's one of the anchors on CNN. Okay. And I'm just going to let, she's going to read a quote from, from, from Mike Turner when, when it was, you know, her emails. And then just a very <laughs> simple question after. Um, you, at the time, indicated that you were outraged by her, uh, the way she handled her uh, cost of information saying, quote, Secretary Clinton can be held accountable for her extremely careless actions. So why don't you share that same concern with Donald Trump, who is now a private citizen, taking 15 boxes of documents from the White House, including on, classified Mike. documents Come on, Mike. to you the White this, House, Mike. to his you private got it, residence? Why, why was it. it concerning for you with Hillary Clinton and not now with Donald Trump? Hit him with it. Sure. Well, there are two different things. When Hillary Clinton, while she was secretary of state, had classified material about her classified communications traveling through her computer server in her house, putting it at risk for any counterintelligence or any uh, others who are, are hacking into her materials, putting United States materials at risk in this. OK, so already you're like, <laughs> what? Just word salad. Traveling through the electricity travels here. through wires, through computers. Have you ever seen and, Storybots? Right. Uh, what yeah. <laughs> Do you know that they are stealing copper wiring out of homes? <laughs> <laughs> That's how powerful the wires that are transmitting oh things so, are. And in order to have that conversation, we're going to have to go back to uh, what is the Internet, really? Even <laughs> is it a series of tubes? Uh, what? Yeah, right. And, and I, that's why I think Al Gore needs to, you know, as the inventor of the Internet, he needs to answer some questions. Yeah, I think he so, needs to come. So he's at Fall Hill. One hundred percent. So he goes back to CNN where they ask you fucking follow up questions. And he he had another fucking predictable run in uh, with Brianna Kyler. And this was, she just she bodied him with a yes or no question. Mm. And I, I just again. This is how unprepared this guy is and how exhausted all these Republicans are to try and be like, spin away something that they were so rah-rah about a while back. Do you take home documents marked special access? <laughs> no. <laughs> huh. And yet you're casting doubt. And you know, quite frankly, you know, I've, been, not... I've, I've been <laughs> Sorry, in the Oval on. Office um, w with the president. And I'd, I'd be very surprised if he has actual documents at rise level to immediate national security threat. Well, the documents, just to be clear, several sets, and you're aware of that because you've seen the property receipt. You're casting doubt. You want information. You don't actually have that information on which to base that conclusion at this point. But you yourself would not take home on. documents. He's like, are... uh, well, you know, you never know at which point. the. the... But he even said, she's like, okay, homie, do you take home? Because of right. documents? <laughs> nah, nah. No, no, never, never did that. that. <laughs> nah, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to stay out of jail. Moving oh. on.
there's a lot of silence here, and I don't like it. Uh, Yo, so I'm just gonna fill just it with uh, on that. some things. Uh, security documents. Hey, I like that when people start just swallowing syllables when they're. He's like security <laughs> documents. Uh, <laughs> oh, you should have heard when he said the stuff about it being classified. He kept clearing his throat like it was fucking mm-hmm. Robert Durst in the fucking uh, the Jinx. Of course he killed him. Of course he did. Here, I'll, he let me just play it. I'll just play this for you again. We played it briefly, but I just need you to hear when he tried to be like, I'm, I mean, what, what is what is classified even? Like, well, what do you like? What's the definition of a phone? Depends on what the nuclear information is. Uh, you can say nuclear weapons, but there are things that are highly, highly classified. There are things that are, are not extremely classified, but but are nonetheless classified. Uh-huh. Um, the other aspect with respect to uh, to access is we don't know what those documents are. I mean, I'm asking the same question you are. Attorney General Garland, <laughs> Director Ray, if... Oh, that wasn't the clip. <laughs> anyway, that's the same press conference. That, no, that, like, that was still funny. He's like, these are diet classified. This is Biggie right. classified. <laughs> like, very, very many different, <laughs> different classified. <laughs> Cla- we got, well, classified is not always actually classified. Like, yeah, that's a tall boy <laughs> classified. You know, we're not talking about 40s of classified oh, information. But-, <laughs> <laughs> but this is the sort of state that they're in. And I think, uh, and then Rand Paul... The best he could do is be like, maybe we need to get rid of the Espionage Act. Where it's like, so are you saying he violated it? <laughs> That's the best you can do. And so these next months are going to be really, or fucking weeks. Who fucking knows? But it's clear that no. there's an extreme amount of anger from the MAGA set. Or, and it's very misplaced. The certain elements of the media are willing to keep going along with this misinformation. That's only like exacerbating things. And Trump is just going to, like, double down. We've seen pe- what's clear. Sadly, people are willing to die for the MAGA brand. So it is going to be interesting, like, how this all shakes out. Like, are millions of people going to double down along with Trump? I'm not entirely sure what that means. But right now, what the, it's, it's absolute chaos. And I think eventually they will coalesce around some conspiracy theory to help, you know, like, rationalize whatever the fuck they're going to do. But right now they're having a little bit of trouble figuring out what that conspiracy theories it is a really weird like it it does seem to me less and less likely that they're going to let him like win the election which i think he could if like he were allowed to like just get get a i don't know tidal wave of support from like disaffected americans and you know racist americans with misplaced anger and like, but it feels less and less like that's something that the establishment is going to allow to happen. And so, like, there's just a real, like, blank spot in my mind as to, like, where this goes. Because it does, mm-hmm. like, it feels like a lot of the media right now is like, well, DeSantis is going to come through and people are going to, you know, realize DeSantis is the reasonable option. But that shit is not happening like that it's just not happening like he's he's not stepping down he will destroy desantis desantis is like not you know he's still too much of like all the things that appeal to the media about desantis are like the things that like we found out like the these people don't give a fuck about like the, Mm -hmm. the people who vote for trump so like we we're still on this like collision course between him, you know, like maybe being arrested, maybe, you know, just not being allowed, like disqualified from voting. And like, what is that going to look like when, you know, 
Like yeah. I, I, I feel like that's that's where it's we're a full headed. court press. I mean, you're you're trying to erode trust in all the institutions. Yeah, you're putting you're installing people who are willing to be like, I don't know what an election is. I know I like <laughs> this white guy, and yeah. that's and I <laughs> yeah. was elected decider of that, and that's. You know, and slowly they want to have enough people to be like, yeah, man, fuck voting on this shit because we know we're right because the thing that's wrong with this place is we don't like that people that don't look like <laughs> us are being treated humanely. Yes. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And again, I and I keep saying it's an abstract problem that these people are trying to solve. Like, mm -hmm. you know, inequality isn't an abstract problem. I mean, it is abstract, I guess. And you can people point a million fingers in directions on where it comes from. But solving it is like you can see a thing and you're like, oh, these people have less. They should have more. Right. And there's a way to move towards that legislatively. Doing some shit like, man, I'm trying to legislate that y'all ain't shit and you ain't people. <laughs> like, it's right. fucking weird. That's why the yeah. people who are not into it look at it with such confusion. They're like, what the fuck are they doing? They're right. like, this is so hypocritical. It's like because they're trying to solve some shit with the weirdest tools. Right. Like they... They wanted to just be full blown fascism, but right. they still need to use like the levers of democracy. So everything looks absolutely upside down and people are scratching their head. But it's like, no, nah, man, they're just trying to fucking flip the tables for this new game they want to play um, and are doing it pretty well. So I think, you know, it requires people to be very attentive because, yeah, like it's this this attack isn't going to stop. And I think the more, you know, people see how like support dwindle or, or increase for like third party stuff the actions are only going to get weirder because now Liz Cheney is talking about running a spoiler campaign in the, uh, in the 2024 election to split mm. Trump's votes. I feel like she wouldn't split any of Trump's votes. I feel like the, yeah. the only way that a, a third party thing happens that would be effectively diminishing of his power is if he's not the Republican nominee because of some, ruling you know mm -hmm. and and then he comes as the third party and then like there is a desantis trump you know unity ticket <laughs> oh god <laughs> no no i mean like they're both like an election where they're both candidates right 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 yeah they're That's, both on the ballot but well we will see we don't know the daily yeah. zeitgeist again we i don't might, know they're right. talking we, like it we might be dead before they <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. I know rate, we were laughing no. on yesterday's episode. We're like, what if the fucking the secrets are already out? <laughs> the people are like, hey, y'all, I want y'all to see our new thing we've been working on the last 18 months. Right. Oof. But again, I don't know. I mean, we we live in a world where on TV, like CNN, MSNBC, they're all like, ooh, like <laughs> right. some shit's about to go down on yeah. Fox. They're like, Man, fuck all, fuck justice. <laughs> right. so, I don't know, like wh which side wins out, but uh, you know, MSNBC and CNN definitely go ooh a lot. They love to go ooh for yeah, ratings. Exactly. But you know, I, again, I will believe there's consequences when I actually see them play out. Because yeah, because mm. <laughs> this is America. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about a woman with whom a lot of people say this whole thing started or at least they saw the they saw the beginnings of the whole the whole fascism in America thing starting with Sarah Palin we'll be right back This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast To Live and Die in LA I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half 
It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And we're back. So, yeah, we have some bad news. We have an update on a previous story that we talked about in the past. We we mentioned that there was this race that was kind of wide open. Anybody could run in Alaska for the house. And Sarah Palin was running. And also running was a guy literally named Santa Claus who looked like Santa Claus. Yeah. 
lives in a small town in Alaska, is a socialist, I think. He was, like, kind of cool in a lot of ways. He lost. <laughs> he got smashed. Because <laughs> she is a Hallmark movie villain come to life. Mm-hmm. So he got smashed. Sarah Palin moved forward, and she got the endorsement of Donald Trump. So yeah. that that has been a good thing for Republican candidates in these midterm elections. So I think, you know, I, don't, I haven't looked at the Vegas odds on this race, but I would <laughs> say if she's not the favorite, it would be smart to bet on her because she, I don't know, has name recognition and Trump's endorsement. But just to step back, they're running to fill the seat vacated by Don Young. Uh, who died in March and is best remembered as the congressman who kept whipping out a knife and threatening to stab people in the House of Representatives. Yeah. Don Young. I. (laughs) This is a direct quote from an article from The Hill. Representative Don Young once pinned former Speaker John Boehner against a wall and held a knife to his throat. During okay, a hold heated on, hold debate on, hold on, about earmarks. This is completely blown out of proportion, man. Because <laughs> Don Young, when he was alive, he went on this other congressperson, Sean Duffy. He has like a podcast. He went on this podcast to talk about this moment. And when he talks about like what happened, he says, first of all, the blade was not open. So it wasn't a direct threat. <laughs> That's what that was okay. Don Young's explanation about putting the That's- knife to to Boehner's throat. Okay, no, that's, a, that's a good point because I was wondering if he did like the TV show thing where he put the blade on the neck and let a little blood. Yeah, just <laughs> a little right. blood. I like, like just a, yeah, just like, oh, you can't test huh? me. Shh. Oh, you leaking a little bit, my man. <laughs> <laughs> no. You don't want to win a wet t-shirt contest. Dude. <laughs> but then he goes, so the, <laughs> the guy Duffy was like, okay, well, what happened? Young re- in the podcast, he he. Re- this is from this article. It's a quote: Young reached into his pocket, retrieved a knife, and reenacted the incident using the bemused Wisconsin Republican as a stand-in for Boehner. Oh quote, my God. He crossed me, and I had a knife. It was like this. Young explained, holding the closed blade <laughs> to Duffy's neck. It was ten inches long, and I went up to him and I said, "Don't you ever do that again." The blade was not open, so it wasn't a direct threat. The second time, it w- second time, it would have been more than that. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! He Just did the, the reiterating. Yeah. Uh, the the bla- again, the blade was not open, so it was not a direct threat. <laughs> yeah. Reminded me of a Tim Robinson sketch. Like well, the wild thing is, <laughs> this is what's even better. Him and Boehner are really good friends. Sure. Okay. Don Young was the best man at John Boehner's wedding in 2015. Ah. That's because John Boehner scared and he was like, if I make you the best man at my wedding, will you not kill me? <laughs> yeah, he says that. He's like, Young's like, I'll consider it. Takes the blade away from his neck. Oh, man. Best that, man. All that right. makes me feel like they got the classic like chaotic friendship where it's like behind For closed real. doors. It's, it's, it's getting even more chaotic. Oh, you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is Vernon Maxwell uh, trying to stab Hakeem Olajuwon with a broken <laughs> right. bottle in the locker room that we find out years <laughs> later. But he said this is how he describes his relationship with John Bader. He said, quote, this was some of the friendly back and forth banner John and I had over the few decades. There but it, it was never anything serious. Had it been, <laughs> I'm sure you would have heard about it a long time before now. <laughs> Banter involves knife play in Alaska. Yeah. Do you want to you hear more knife play with Don Young? Okay. 
one time. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of do. I like, definitely there was, do, actually. Someone was <laughs> like, yo, we heard this story. You went to like a dinner and like brought like multiple knives. <laughs> and the guy, the same podcast host says, quote, do you actually carry your knives on the house floor? Don Young, quote, oh, all the time. I don't go without them. <laughs> and then <laughs> Duffy, Ooh, kept, Duffy pressed him. Duffy, so you're breaking the law every day? Young, no, I'm not breaking the law. I think it's what you call survival law. Duffy, <laughs> or keeping the Congress safe? Young, keeping the Congress safe. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> how how oh. much do y'all want to bet there is a knife in his coffin laying across his chest? Oh, it gotta oh, be. Hell yeah. It gotta be. <laughs> he, he was He's probably two blades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crossed across his chest like some fucked up superhero. Just in a sarcophagus. Yeah, you know how, like, in sarcophagus, the sarco oh sarcophagi, like, yeah. on the outside, <laughs> they got, like, the two things, like the, you know, like the pharaoh. They're always yeah. got their arms crossed with two objects. Yeah. Don Young got, like, two fucking QVC knives. It's like yeah. Trejo and Machete. He's just down yeah. there with all the blades. Just, yeah. 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 So, big, 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 pointy, knifey shoes to fill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this is also weird because they're... So on the same day that people are voting as to who replaces him for the remainder of his term, they're also voting for who should win the election after that. Like the and conceivably Who's, the yeah. two races could yield different results, which uh -huh. is very so weird. First That's they have to weird. decide Who's who takes over for the rest of the term while yeah. also who who are you going to vote for in November to then take fill the upcoming term coming <laughs> starting in 2023? You didn't vote for Santa Claus just to run the remainder of the term. Like, come on, how that, that would have been yeah. so perfect if it just give him a little runway, see what he could do. He's not going to give him a little taste. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's give him a little taste. Man, you guys fucked up. So uh, the the media has cast this election as a test of Palin's celebrity and Trump's influence since right. he endorsed her. This is actually like you you probably heard that Trump was like calling into rallies while while his house was being raided. Uh it was a Palin rally when he made the quip just another day in paradise as his <laughs> House is being raided. He also thanked her for her time as vice president. Because, you, you know, but all your hard work as vice president. <laughs> so he said something to that effect. And I was like, all right. <laughs> but I mean, she did really like get it started when McCain gave her that little foothold and. She was like off her game until they were like, all right, you can be racist. And she was like, all right. And <laughs> yes. that's when like they started seeing numbers jump. And if right. McCain had just been willing to, you know, fully lean into it, they probably could have. I mean, he's he was he was willing enough to be like, what well, doesn't bother me most of the time? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, there yeah. was that one moment, though, where you could tell it was like. He really realized, oh, this party's getting real sloppy. Was that one town hall and that old yeah. woman was like, I don't trust Obama because he's, he's a Muslim. Muslim. And he's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, he is he was not like, a Muslim, man. Nah, that's, homie, I have a lot of respect for him. And yeah. you, don't, you, don't, you know, you don't just call somebody a Muslim. That's a story. Yeah, exactly. It was you know, so like, funny was like, how, huh? Huh? how like, clearly he like, equated Muslim with the <laughs> <He happens to laughs> <be> Christian <laughs> insult. 
He yeah. fucks with Jesus heavy, okay? Please right. back the fuck up. He's a, he's a good Christian, man. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, no. That was my favorite part. When, oh, when no? Like, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. No. Yeah, no. What the fuck? And he, and you realize he was looking around like, what the fuck is on TV right now? Uh, yeah. It's your running mate, fool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. He also, oh. Trump wittily referred to the state's ranked choice crap voting because they do ranked choice voting. And Palin is claiming that ranked choice voting leads to voter suppression because it's so weird. And that's all. That's just like not true in Maine. Ranked choice voting. I mean, it is weird for sure, but it has been in place since 2016. There hasn't been a higher rate of incomplete or spoiled ballots, nor has it impacted turnout. But she's also employing the Trumpian tactic of trying to discredit voting altogether. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> inferring all votes are being corrupted by the Dominion computerized system, mm. oh. which might sound familiar because there is no hand counting, uh, which also isn't true. There are 131 precincts, predominantly rural and Alaska Native communities that employ hand counting. But they're just they're doing the thing where do it all. Yeah, they've given up on democracy and yeah. mm-hmm. and normalizing that for their followers. So, you know, you. You you lean on that explanation enough, it'll be reflexive to them after a while. And that's going to be the lead up to every like it does seem like Trump, Trump Biden was really close and he was already in the lead up to the election being like this. This shit is rigged. <laughs> yeah. So like that probably hurt him. Right. Like he might have won the thing if he. And like, same with her. She's basically saying the whole thing is rigged like ahead of the election. Like, that can't be good for them. Right. I want that. Just that's that's the new normal. You know, that's uh, we saw it like with a lot of the other primaries, too. There were candidates who were like, uh, like behind when the results started coming, They're like, because this shit's rigged. And then they won. They're like, never mind. Right. <laughs> so it's like reflexive now. It's like, whatever, man, this shit, yeah. this shit's a joke anyway. And it's like, well, then why are we all invested in this? <laughs> whatever. Just, just trying to solve a very fucked up problem with your with the tools of a so-called democracy. Just and you get this circus. Mm-hmm. Well, Illingsworth, truly, truly a pleasure having you yeah. on the Daily Thank Zeitgeist. You for Thank you for having me back again. Third time's a, a charm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? Well, I'm I'm Illingsworth on everything. I'm Illingsworth on Twitter. I'm Illingsworth on Instagram. If you put in Pimpenstein 5 on YouTube, you can see some really old YouTube videos of me. <laughs> I got a band camp, illingsworks.bandcamp.com. Uh yeah, th- those are those are my things. Those are the places people can get with me. Nice. Is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, you know what? I kind of been sort of getting into uh I, I feel a little bit embarrassed because it's not usually my type of thing. But I kind of been getting into, like, stuff relating to the tarot. So there's, like, this Twitter account called the Moon Tarot that has, like, these little, like, daily affirmation things. And I like mm. to read them in the morning because it kind of gets my day started off in a, in a real nice, wholesome way. So nice. if you go to, like, what is it? The Moon Tarot underscore on uh, Twitter. Uh, just every day they got a little, like, like they're called energy readings. Today's energy reading. So I, I'll give you the one that that was uh, for today. It says, you're figuring out what works, dear one. 
Your daily routines create the reality you live in. As you move through the day, remain mindful of how you spend your attention, emotions, and overall energy. You have great potential for success. There you go. Damn. And like younger me would be like, that's Cordy. That's whack. How dare you try to say positive things to yourself in the morning? But like <laughs> current me is like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like I can I can succeed today. I, I like that. Mm. <laughs> if if your voice was reading them, I would I would be into them. I need I need your voice reading them, not because every time hey. I read like hear a tarot, I just hear like, you know, some white lady in Santa Monica <laughs> reading them to me. Yeah, I don't I don't know who's running the site. It could literally be a, that white lady in Santa Monica. <laughs> and they definitely sell stuff, so they're making money. So maybe they could hire me, you, all of us. Why yeah. not? We could all we could all read right. some energy Please. readings uh for people. Miles, where can people find you? What is the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Oh, man. Uh, Well, so you can find me, obviously, and Jack on Miles and Jack. Got mad boosties. boosties. If you like basketball, and even if you don't, you want to hear some fun banter, that's where we go to be not serious. Uh, And also, if you want to hear me just rant and rave about 90 Day Fiance, check me out on 420 Day Fiance. That's other podcast with Sophia Alexandra. Okay, so some tweets that I'm liking. Okay, first one is from uh, Jasmine L. Watkins, at Jasmine L. Watkins, past Mad Boosties guest. Uh, She just posted a picture of like, you know, George Gervin, MJ, players from the 80s wearing gold chains in the NBA and she said, I miss players wearing chains in the NBA. And I was like, that's a. They, did they make that. Let them play with chains. Did they make that outlaw? Did they outlaw? They must have, right? I don't know. Or I people mean, would be they, out here like Mr. T. I feel. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like David Stern may have had yeah. an opinion on. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, like once the second Allen Iverson was drafted first, he was like, "We need to take a look at this rule book." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but I just oh the swag of just having a like couple rope chains underneath your yeah. your jersey is oh. I mean, Pete, I have one Pete. on on in in the uh, Mad Boosties oh, yeah, logo because, because I modeled MJ. myself after that MJ. Iconic, but, dunk. iconic. <laughs> Except I made myself facing the wrong direction. So it looked like uh, another one at Isabel Steckel tweeted: When people write memoirs, it's like, how do you remember all of that? <laughs> True. <laughs> what, wait, come on, are you making shit up? And then mm. uh, at Drake Gatsby <laughs> tweeted. Playing the succession theme song at ear splitting volume as I print out a return label to mail back my ASOS order. The deal is <laughs> off, I mutter to myself. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right. Alien Skier tweeted, and this is from a while ago, so you might have used this already, Miles. Cashier, do you want the receipt emailed to you? Me. I don't even care if I die. <laughs> oh my god yeah i don't know that one really got me in the middle of my (laughs) covid fugue (laughs) crying laughing at that you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Oh, just, you know, some soothing, like, electro-folky music from Puerto Rican artist Mima. Uh, this is a track that came out, like, last year. 
super dope. Uh, you know, her, her work is pretty political. And, you know, I was looking at the lyrics and just translating them because I saw an article about what she was talking about and just the, you know, cycles of colonial strip mining that happens there. But the song couldn't sound more vibey and beautiful. It's called El Arca de Mima. And just to, just it's a it's it's a fantastic song. Uh, so listen to it. Enjoy it. And uh, yeah, take that to your ears. Take that to your ears. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we yeah. will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.